Hey there, and welcome to In My Opinionation, the weekly Blossom podcast where we break down an episode and talk about, you know, all the fun stuff that happened in the 90s. I'm your host, Eric, and I'm joined by Mallory. Hello. And Jen. Hello. Hello, my lovely co-host. How are you guys doing? Good. Excited. I'm great. Ah, now I'm not a co-host, so I can't be like, yeah, I'm good. Well, you still can. You just did. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, so this week we're going to... No, no. So this this week- whole episode going to be real sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, based on how much uh, sex they talk about this episode, uh. yeah, it's a little sad. Um, <laughs> and, or at least God. awkward. So this week, we are looking at the third episode of season one, Dad's Girlfriend. <laughs> uh, the episode aired on January 14th, 1991. And was directed by, you know, season one vet Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Yes. Uh, Love and, that name. 1930s gangster. <laughs> and it was written by Don Rio and Judith D. Allison. Mm-hmm. IMDb has a wonderful synopsis for this episode. And it goes like this. Blossom has problems with her dad's new girlfriend. So that's, that's the episode. I mean, that's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much the episode. Um, some fun little trivia. This is. The third and final appearance of Blossom's elder buddy, Agnes, played by Eileen Brennan. I know, sadness. Eileen Brennan, another fun fact, originated the role of Irene Malloy in the original Broadway production of Hello, Dolly! in 1964. Oh, Oh. I'm going to look that up now. She has been in a lot of theater and TV and movies. So mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely one of those faces that like you recognize from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. she was always like, I liked, I loved her in this season this season because she was always that uh straight to the straight to the point mm-hmm. you know no bullshit. advice yeah no bullshit yep. advice yeah. so yeah any other fun trivia you guys found out there's not much trivia in the first season like we said last week mm-hmm. yeah so, so this yeah. was the sixth episode filmed so in terms of like filming chronology it was filmed before my sister's keeper which was the last episode yeah yeah and we continue the the fun talk of joey going on dates yes this Great. whole season. So let's get into the episode. The show starts off with Nick and his girlfriend, Elaine, played by Deborah Engel, lovingly making dinner. And then he comes in and tells his dad that he wants a motorcycle, you know, as, you know, teenagers do or early 20s. Um, yeah. Nick isn't impressed, obviously. So Tony says, you know what? It'll pay for itself. I'll just jump <laughs> a fountain in Vegas. His plan obviously does not work. That's, that's, I mean, don't know that yet. Yeah, he doesn't get to do it. It's a bulletproof plan. Obviously. There's a point for another season. Well, but also the plan is sort of like get motorcycle, jump over fountain, question mark, question mark, question mark, profits. Profit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Motorcycle gnomes. I I didn't see. And uh, what was his name? Dave. Super Dave. Super Dave was very popular at this time. So, you know. People would have gone. Super Dave Os- Osborne. Oh, my I God. I mean, if you're using Super Dave Osborne as your motivation to get a motorcycle <laughs> and jump off of something. Super Dave, are you okay? That was it, right? Yeah. Every episode? <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. Um, and he's picking a Harley, so it's not going to work out in his... Uh, no. <laughs> in his corner. Anyway, so Blossom arrives home late from school. She's trying out, like we said earlier, that she's trying out for the, the first chair in the, the band. So she's been practicing her trumpet and she's surprised to see Elaine making pasta. Nick had forgotten to leave her a note to tell her that, you know, even though it was Blossom's turn to make dinner, Elaine was going to come over and make dinner for them. Yeah. She's making her quote unquote special pasta. Is this 
pasta puttanesca? <laughs> Thank you. Was just gonna ask. Is it hooker pasta? Hooker macaroni? Yeah. Well, well, Nick seems to like the sauce, so. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that with your kids in the room, Nick. Rose. <laughs> this is weird. But, you know, Elaine was actually being really nice to um, mm-hmm. Blossom. She was trying to, you know, trying to get to know her, you know, activities. Like, she wanted to, she sort of seemed like she was, you know, trying to be intrigued by her. She's trying. She was trying yeah. is what she was She's trying. Say. And Blossom is very clearly like uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But she's not even doing it in. She's not being like, she's not talking down to her and being like, oh, what do you do? What are you like? Yeah. She's just talking to her like a normal human being. Yeah. yeah. She's genuinely like trying to connect with Blossom. Mm-hmm. And Blossom is just I. I think I'm the only one on this podcast who has divorced parents. So <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the only one who can directly relate to the situation. I was not 14. I was 17 when my parents got divorced. And I don't want to go too much into specifics because I don't think mm-hmm. it's fair to anyone to be like talking about them out of turn on a podcast. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of uncomfortable the first time your parents start dating someone. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird situation to be in because it's not one that you ever expect yourself to be in. And it's like you've grown up for how many years knowing this is like your family bubble Mm -hmm. and then now it's changing. So I do kind of understand Blossom being kind of prickly, even though Elaine is not doing anything Mm -hmm. to like elicit that. I wish we knew how long they had been dating prior to this point. Yeah. Like it would have been neat to know like maybe Elaine had been in the background the past couple episodes. Mm -hmm. And then this is the first time they started to she started to come over to the house. Like we don't really get that dynamic. So no, we do. I, we do find out later, like how long their mom has been gone for, but we don't find out like how long Bloss, or, um, Nick and Elaine have been together. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to note at the end of this scene, Elaine offers Nick a taste of the sauce and he tastes the sauce. And then she puts the spoon back into the pot. They're family now. Yeah. yeah. Like I, <laughs> I'm fine with that because I do that with my boss. I, I I taste it and then I, you know, I guess you shouldn't use the same spoon. I will rework my kitchen technique. <laughs> no more dunking your mouth germs back into the family. You know what? Mythbusters has taught me that double dipping doesn't matter. <laughs> Sir, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. yeah so one thing i noticed and i've just noticed this this as like a through thing blossom kind of dresses like a grandma have you noticed (laughs) and i think this this is the first time that i've really like clued in and been like oh what is happening this season in particular i think they're trying to like figure out like figure out what her style is Mm -hmm. and she's also trying to figure out her style yeah Yeah, they they throw a lot at the wall and see what sticks basically like there's she has a really chonky turtleneck in like this gross mustard color with a brooch like it just it was not happening for me do you remember what you used to dress like when you were 14 i do because i used to either wear plaid or i was wearing you know, khakis and golf shirts, or it's like it was like all over the place. Were you were you fourteen in the nineties? Yes, I was. Yeah, that makes 90s. sense. Yeah. Then it was all over the place. Hey, who had a couple of visors? Yeah, do I wear it normal? <laughs> do I wear it upside down? No one knows. <laughs> like, oh my god, the nineties are so confusing. 
Fashion wise, do I wear the really baggy jeans? Do I wear a chain today? Do I wear the <laughs> up or down? Mm-hmm. The um, only thing I remember about like my fourteen year old style was all of high school was when low rise jeans were all the rage, and ugh. they are the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. No one should ever wear low rise jeans. <laughs> They're just designed to make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> you are staying very silent as a man. <laughs> I don't know. I went to a Catholic high school, so I appreciated our... You appreciated the skirts? I appreciated all of our... our, I was going to say costume choices. All of our Mm -hmm. uh, uniform choices. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to stop ragging on her. I was going to say something that I'm not going to because I don't want to seem skeezy. I mean... After this episode, I'm sure you'll be fine. No, like guys in high school, man, they're they're so just the worst. Yeah, especially in Catholic schools, we're just like, oh, you guys get away from the stairs. You dirty. Not, not me, not me. I'm saying other people. Uh, but but I'd be like, uh, why are you guys hanging out down there? Because my my locker is at the top of the stairs, so I'd always have to go down. I'd be like, mm. oh, there's the same fe- same group of people hanging oh, down there at the same. That's time. gross. Like, oh, stop. You can go hang out with our math teacher. He used to hang out in his car during breaks. And come back smelling funny. Um, <laughs> like puff puff funny or glug glug funny? Glug glug. The sad no, one. No, no. Yep. He was oh, an interesting yeah. math teacher. Anyway, the next scene sees the kids cleaning dishes and candidly talking about sex. Like super candidly. Too much candidly mm-hmm, as someone yeah. who has two other siblings in his family. Joy only thinks about sex and he's dating a senior. So he's sort of assuming things. And then Blossom says some amazing words of wisdom here. Sometimes guys tell stories about girls that are not based on facts. Yes. Also, call back to last episode. T- sometimes guys tell story about guys that are not bl- based on facts. And these yeah. th- these these guys are Joey, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he hasn't learned anything. No. From what no, happened. Not at all. No. He's doing the exact same thing to this girl that he did to to Bobby. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah. he he says this thing. I had to look it up because I was like, this is a fake thing. He says something about like all the reasons that clearly fact she's been she's, to she's France. France fact she's, she's been, been to, to Europe. Europe fact she's supposed to take this anti-nympho medication but she doesn't <laughs> I, so I had to be like what 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 that <laughs> that's not true right that's not a thing so I literally looked it up <laughs> of course you did my google search is going to be so weird after this podcast <laughs> so the closest thing to like an anti-nympho is like literally an anti-psychotic or something for a compulsive disorder like that was the closest I could get he's just making shit up yeah yeah as boys do at that age. Yeah. 16-year-old mm-hmm. boys. Stop it. Now, Eric, so they keep saying that he's 16. I remembered him as being only a year older I, than Blossom. I, do they retcon his age in the next season? No. I don't remember the second season as much as you because I watched the last time I watched it, it was the second season. <laughs> okay. So, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. So, so he his age may or may not change next season because maybe he just stays at sixteen because he's dumb. Yeah, Blossom gets older and he stays the same age. <laughs> or maybe her yeah. birthday's later in the year. Maybe, yeah. Things to learn. Anyway, yeah. um, so you know, Joey's not hearing any of it because she's been to France, obviously, and uh, yeah, and Europe, and Europe, <laughs> and then the, the the medication. 
<laughs> and then Tony asks how Blossom feels about Elaine, but she's sort of unsure of her mm-hmm. feelings. And then, you know, the boys ask her to come out to a movie with them. And she's like, nah. And then Elaine asks them to have a movie night with her dad. And she's like, okay, I'm going. That was super cute that they asked her out. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you sure? You sure you don't want to come? But I think, yeah, like, you know, she she says that she doesn't have an opinion, but her actions of... Yeah, it's slowly immediately choosing yeah. to leave and not hang out with Elaine, like very clearly show she's not comfortable with yeah. Elaine. She's not she's not here for it. Yeah. And then we head to our Blossom moment, our, our standard Blossom moment where Blossom and Six are having a candid, a candid, a candid conversation in her bedroom about Elaine. And Blossom isn't mm-hmm. sure why she doesn't like Elaine. She starts listing off all these things. And, and Six is sitting there like, these are all normal things that a normal person would do. Maybe she's just yeah, interested she, in you. And she, But she has that great, like, sarcastic reaction where everything Blossom says, she's like, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's such a good friend to do that. Oh, my God. This, yeah. this to me, is best friendship. Best friendship yeah. isn't always going along and saying, oh, my God, I absolutely agree with what you're saying like you're not in a bubble like your best friend if you're being ridiculous will call you out on your shit like six is such a good friend for the way she handles handles blossom here yeah Yeah, she's she yeah she tries to show her a bit of reality that like this isn't she's not a witch like all the things you're saying are nice things like what maybe she's just interested in you and wants to get to know you yeah exactly like I mean, she's she's a little shady about it in the beginning, but then she does kind of veer the conversation that way. Yeah. But actually, like, maybe reevaluate how you're dealing with this. Mm-hmm. But it, it, mm-hmm. It's hard for someone in that position, you know, especially. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know, but, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what Blossom is going through, you can sort of. Yeah. You, yeah. No, it. it's. Now, let me ask you some of the things she says. Are you guys this crazy about how things go in the kitchen? <laughs> Yes. No, but I can see a different thing. Yes. Yes. I hate when I have to search for things when they're supposed to be in a certain Mm. spot. Like, I'm messy, as you can see from my basement, but I know where all of this stuff is. Like, as soon as I organize it, I'm going to know where that mess is. But in the kitchen, like, I used to work in kitchens all the time. And, you know, I assume Matt is the same way, where he has to have things in certain ways. Because when you're cooking, you don't want to, like, be like, where the fuck is this certain pan? Because mm-hmm. then other things will burn. And oh, I hate it so much. And people put away things in the wrong spot in my kitchen. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> but yeah, yes, so that's like the that. thing. Like, so I can understand that, like, this is the kitchen, this is the way it goes. Obviously, the reason she's mad about it is not yeah. Yeah. the reason no, we would yeah. be. But I was just curious about like how psycho would you get about Somebody changing your kitchen. I don't care about people peeling potatoes, but I would I would care about if they put, like, the wooden spoons in a drawer instead of in the utensil thing. I would hate that. Oh yeah, God. I wouldn't say I'm, like, super concerned about it. However, Jen, you know this. I have, so I have, um, <laughs> on one of my cabinet doors, I have little hooks for all, like, the measuring cups and spoons. And I have them in order from, like, biggest to smallest. And every now and then I'll open them up after Tristan has put them away and they'll be all like, oh. they'll be hung up, but all willy nilly. <laughs> I hate that. Oh my God. Are, like, what are we, you doing? We have measuring cups in, There's a, an order. in, an, in, a, in a drawer. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously they're stacking. 
So they go in a certain order. But when they're not in that order and they're just sort of all on top of each other, I'm like, why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> they <Yeah>. stack. <laughs> just what I- Oh my god. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine, guys. <laughs> so like it it makes sense. Like obviously Blossom is spiraling, but I can yeah. see like her her real reaction or her real feelings and being able to lean it on this is just not the way the kitchen goes. Like it yeah. makes yeah, it so easy for her to spiral out the way she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not about like putting the spoon in the silverware yeah, drawer. Exactly. It's it's about the fact that this person isn't her mom mm-hmm. and she feels like she's coming in and taking her mom's yeah, place. Yeah. Like, like she's com- That's what like it's she's about. Com- like comfortable enough that she can be like, no, it goes over here now. And like, yeah. no, mm-hmm. it doesn't go there. And I agree yeah. with her. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think also like, so we open with her like cooking on Blossom's night. So I think it for Blossom, it's a little bit more than just she's taking my mom's spot. It's she's now taking my spot. Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah, there's a scene later where she says, I hope you don't have to choose between my dad or me because right, you'll, yeah. I'll always be the the first seat, I think is what she said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just before we move on from this scene, there was a couple things I wanted to point out. So the first was when Six suggests that they put on mascara and try to sneak into an NC-17 movie. These girls are the most 12-year-old looking 14-year-old girls I've ever seen. They need way more than (laughs) mascara to get into a 17 movie. They need to pile up in a trench coat is what they need to do. (laughs) I think what you guys don't remember of the early 90s is that no one cared at movie theaters. Like, just go into anything. Well, I think once they started having a lot of multiplexes too and i definitely did this you get in for like a pg movie and then once you're in there you can just go in whatever the hell theater you want to nobody's checking yeah. any like they do that now but i remember when they started going at the actual the actual theater and they're like which ticket is this i was like ah oh, damn it i was gonna yeah. go somewhere else i guess i'm gonna go see wing commander again nope <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on to the next C. Oh, no, sorry. You have more things? Yeah, just the second thing, because it does come back later, is that uh, Six wishes that Richard Gere was 17 or was 15. Yes. Yep. And who doesn't? He can do sit-ups like no other man. Isn't that from? What? That's a movie (laughs) reference. That's okay. Okay. That's cool. (laughs) Neither of us gets that. (laughs) So old. We love you, though. (laughs) (laughs) So the next scene, we're back in the kitchen and Joey's back to the sex talk because... Dude, uh, seriously. Um, and also, obviously, making out in buses is funny. <laughs> but Sony, um, Tony is on his way to, to getting a Harley. And he, he shows them this brochure that he apparently has paid bikers for. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's so funny. The look that he gives when he's like, oh, I trusted them. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Like where, but like, so he says those damn bikers, like, did he just see like a group of bikers on the side of the road and be like, Hey, do you have any brochures? Like where why are the what? bikers holding brochures? Why? Yeah. Why do they yeah. have brochures? Like what, what? I want to know more about that, please. That elaborate brochure scam they have running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you would think you would have to go to like a dealership to get the brochure, but he says those damn bikers. Yeah. Which implies that it was just like a group of bikers that he got a brochure. I don't know. Maybe it was at a bar. He's so smart, and then he's so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because he's he's uh, he's on the mend. Yeah, um, yeah. So Blossoms asks where their dad is, and you know Tony lets them know that Nick stayed overnight at Elaine's house, and that. And Joey is so proud of his dad for getting laid. Yeah. Ugh. 
gross. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so, so weird. They're very candid about their sex lives, all of them. Yeah. Um, Blossom's obviously even more vis- visibly upset about this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Tony isn't because his parents have been separated for four years. We find out how long their mom has been away. And he's happy mm-hmm. that his dad is happy. And Joey's also happy that his dad is happy. And then they talk about how Elaine might be, quotes, the one. And Blossom's on, obviously, the nay side of that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. And yeah, the idea of, of her dad getting remarried sends her on like even more of a spiral. Agreed. So that scene ends and we move on to our first dream sequence in a little while, which starts with Blossom starring as Cinderella in her living room, vacuuming and cleaning and Elaine sitting on the couch being that evil stepmother making more mess as she's cleaning. Mm-hmm. She's cackling. Nick comes down with adorable pup- <laughs> no, poodles, not puppies. Poodles. Oh my they, god. Two identical poodles. They, I love bougie Nick. Oh my <laughs> god. His hair has like this glorious wow. swoop on it. Oh my god. He has a little ascot. His laugh is a little <laughs> bit more hoity toity. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we changed your room into the poodle's room. You must be upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then Blossom wishes them to disappear and they're like, poof. They disappear and Rhea Perlman appears yes. in the most amazing dress on their piano, just like sprawled out. You have two more wishes. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, Rhea Perlman yeah. at the height of her cheers, you mm-hmm. know, popularity. So having her on this show was mm-hmm. not a small feat. That's, that's So amazing. this after the Felicia Rashad as well, like they were getting major names in the first yeah. season. Like that doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. No, and it's a trend that continues. Look forward to seeing lots more great guest stars. But yeah, Rhea Perlman, I wrote in all caps, Rhea Perlman as the fairy godmother and then the angriest fairy that ever ever fairy. I loved it. So great. She was pretty much her Cheers character, but in the dress. Yeah. Which I was appreciative of. Mm -hmm. Um, She asks Blossom for her two wishes and Blossom obviously goes, World peace. She gets a world peace sign. And we also get a we also get a fifteen year old Richard Gear. Fifteen year old Richard Gear, so because obviously we yeah. need that. And then um, she asked her last wish was she wishes for none of this to happen again. And Elaine and Nick come back at the end of the stream, and Elaine gets to do this awesome evil cackle. She goes <laughs> something like that. Brilliant. Um, she does it much yeah. better, and she does a very witchy cackle. And she wakes, and then Blossom wakes up from her dream. You know, visibly again, visibly upset because she had. Mm-hmm. A dream with real Perlman. No, I would have an awesome dream. <laughs> that would be the best dream. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we move on to scene six where we're back in the kitchen. This is a very kitchen-centric episode. Mm-hmm. And we see Elaine again making food. And Blossom sort of goes off on her and just sort of vents her frustrations about their relationship. Is that before or after the Agnes scene? I have Agnes first. Did I skip Agnes? Yeah. Oh, my God. How <gasps> dare you? It's her last scene ever on Blossom, and you skipped it. Why did I do that? I went to scene seven instead of scene six. (laughs) I will rewind. So, Blossom goes to visit her elderly friend, Elaine. and Agnes! Agnes. Oh my god, why am I writing this? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to redo this again. So, in the next scene, Blossom goes to visit her elderly friend, Agnes, and Blossom vents her frustrations about Elaine. And Blossom's... She's trying to explain why um, she doesn't like Elaine, and... And Agnes is like, well, what's wrong with her? And she starts listening off thing. And she's like, well, the boys like her. And Blossom's like, well, they're boys. Obviously, they'd like her. <laughs> Which was yeah. sort of, you know, sort of sus. 
And then she asks for some real advice from Agnes. And Elaine tells her yeah. to mind her own damn business, which mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. straight to the point. Classic, classic Agnes. Obviously written Agnes in this uh, outline that I wrote, yeah. not Elaine multiple <laughs> times for some reason. I, I do want to point out the most Jen line that Agnes says, which is Blossom says that she picked her up a quart of milk and Agnes says, I could use a quart of gin. Yes. <laughs> to which I have the note, oh my God, am I going to be Agnes? You are. <laughs> going to be you are <laughs> that is, that's, yeah when you are an old lady you're gonna have a little girl who brings you milk yep. <laughs> and you're gonna give her advice oh, oh. and the other line which i feel like i might have said to some people <laughs> maybe you guys i don't know was never use a jacuzzi on a greek fishing boat <laughs> you've never told me that you should have it's probably not advice. bad advice though <laughs> it's the line do you want good advice or do you want to hear what you want to hear yeah. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. I've said that before. And Blossom's like, what yeah. I want to hear. Which is yeah. also a great thing. And that to me is just going back to how Six handled the situation and like mm-hmm. being real with your friends. And yeah. sometimes people do just want to hear the nice thing. And sometimes they need to kind of be smacked with logic. But I always find like, ask the person, like, do you want a vent or do you want advice? Yeah. Either one yeah. is fine, but then yeah. you don't find yourself becoming the bad person yeah you don't find yourself giving advice when they want to vent or or not giving advice when they want your help this is a good life lesson for people out there listening to this yeah just how to talk to people and how to be a good friend and like just yeah you know so yeah now i'm really sad that agnes is never coming back i know i i did also want to point out because it does get it's a little bit of a callback uh, later on. It'll be called back to um, Blossom closes the fridge with her hip. Oh, oh, I didn't even look for that. Yeah, I noticed that on my second watch through that she closes the fridge with Joey her hip. Joey talks about that in two scenes from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. That. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, I'm going to have to start doing that in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Blossom returns home to Elaine cooking and sort of explodes all of her frustrations out at Elaine mm-hmm. after she sees Elaine wearing her mother's apron. Which, yeah. you know, it's very understandable. It's tough, yeah. Mm-hmm. That poor woman, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, it's not her no. fault. She, you know, Blossom's dealing with a lot of complicated emotions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when you feel like both you and your mom are being pushed out by this woman. Mm-hmm. Even though she's not doing anything wrong. Like, seeing her physically take your mother's space by using your mother's apron mm-hmm. is is a lot for a 14-year-old to... Handle. And I wonder, like we talked about in the pilot, that she sort of assume I don't want to say assume, but she sort of feels like maybe her mom can come back. And mm-hmm. seeing her, seeing Elaine in that get up, she's like, no, no, you can't replace yeah. her right now because she's she's she might come back. You, you never mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think it's especially at 14. It's and if if her mom left four years ago, she would have been 10 when her mom left. So and that's it. That's like. And it's not even just that her parents got divorced. It's that her mom left, like her mom left the family and is choosing to no longer be a mother. And I think it's normal to like, hope that that'll change. Yeah. This was a a tough scene because yeah, I mean the approach blossom was wrong, but you feel for both people like, yeah, nobody is the villain in it. And it's just a bad situation. It was it was a tough watch. <laughs> it was yeah. It was, it was the toughest scene, I think, in this. Yeah. We move on to Blossom going to talk to Joey about stuff, and 
she finds out that Nick and Elaine had broken up. Anthony had told Joey about it. And Blossom feels bad for breaking them up. Like she feels responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joey opens up to her and in probably the first scene we've ever seen him be a real human being. And he talks about how he actually wanted Elaine to break up with her, uh, their dad as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, there were lots of feelings that they were both feeling. And he's like, you know, it was the way she moved around the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then he told his sister that she moved around the kitchen the same way, which is a very touching scene because, you know, we're yeah. used to seeing Joey as a sex crazed guy. But to see that he actually... He's being insightful. He's being insightful. Yeah. He's being more than just that stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. And then they end up talking about um, their mom leaving the family and how yeah. she, they, she chose her singing career because she felt it slipping away. And, you know, as someone who's getting older now, you know, there, there are a lot of these feelings that like, I, I understand mm-hmm. how their mom could have felt. It's just it, it's yeah. such a it felt like the most real scene that I've seen so far in Blossom. Yeah, well, that's so. So Joey mentions like of course she left we're not the greatest kids which i think is it's it's such a heartbreaking thing Mm -hmm. but it is what a lot of kids feel i did not feel that way luckily but i think a lot of kids do feel like they are the cause which is never the case Mm -hmm. it's never the case yeah and i think also what was interesting about this scene is that they both say like sometimes they can sympathize with her and sometimes they really hate her for leaving it's okay to have like those conflicting emotions like that's normal and that's like you don't have to be all one way or the other you can understand why someone did something and still be upset that they did it yeah I I had a thought while I was watching it too and I realized again we had mentioned the the airing of the episodes was outside of how they were shot and intended to be released so this might play into this a little bit but in the last episode you know Nick, the dad, says he's working with Ella Fitzgerald and Tony Bennett and all of these big names, but his wife runs away to pursue a music career. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. is not... So obviously there's underlying things which they don't discuss because the kids don't know. Yeah. But it would raise the question, if I was the kid, be like, would not this family in this situation be the best place for you to be if you were having a singing career? Well, you know, singers often tour and maybe that's not, maybe she wanted to live a life on the road. Uh, Well, I I also wonder, like, like we talked about last episode, Nick is a session musician. Mm -hmm. Like he's not off, like he's not in a set band. He's not often touring. Like he's accompanying other famous singers and musicians. And I think it's kind of implied that their mom wanted to be that famous musician. Right. She didn't want to be a session. She didn't want to be doing backup mm-hmm. vocals in a recording booth. She wanted to be the like headliner. Yeah. 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 And like, I, I know a couple opera soloists and their life is basically just flying places all the time. So mm-hmm. being tied down in one spot is not a lifestyle for them. Yeah, I, I just think this was the one time where maybe the the airing order kind of hindered the content because if this had aired in the order it was written and those episodes were a little removed from one another, like there wouldn't have been that kind of dissonance of yeah. what the mom said she wanted and what we're clearly seeing she could have had. You know, it's not like we know a lot about Nick's music career at this no, point. No, no. So we could just be like, why didn't she just stay? Yeah, 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 exactly. Any other thoughts on this scene? This really beautiful and heartbreaking scene? 
I don't know. Just they we're not they we're not great kids line was just that was so hard. heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh my god. I really liked when they like like uh Mallory had said, sometimes they understand why she left and sometimes they hate her. I think that's yeah that's a beautiful yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so we move on to the final scene of the episode and Anthony scares Blossom in her <laughs> get up. He does he doesn't have the bike yet, but he has a goal of getting it and he will achieve it. And that was the first step. Yeah. And he felt like, and I appreciate the Darth Vader references. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, A1 to Anthony getting his, uh, on his way to get his bike. I like the part where he walked into the yep. wall. <laughs> he puts, he puts the like mask down on the, on the helmet and walks directly into the wall. Use the door, Luke. <laughs> yeah. The, the greatest line is he has this whole getup and Blossom's like, are you okay? Are you like back on drugs he's like no i'm fine but if i fall off the wagon i have a helmet <laughs> oh no oh so um Koei. so joey comes home distraught from his date because he didn't i'm gonna air quotes this get any uh, yeah he was a perfect gentleman in a stylish red suit jacket right? and blossom's like dude you're an idiot she wants to see you again because you're you were nice on that date and the girl likes you. You might be in a real relationship. And he's like, whoa, I guess that's uh, weird. <laughs> like they took this beautiful scene with him and just immediately stomped all over it. Yeah. yeah. But it is nice to hear that he was actually a gentleman on the date. Yes. Like he's not just some mm-hmm. skeezy 16 year old trying to just get. Some. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit of what I was trying to articulate in the last episode that I don't know that I did clearly is that like yeah help him like at home talking about like just constantly trying to get laid is not how he actually behaves with the girls that he goes on a date yeah. with he's a lot of talk <laughs> and then when he's in this situation he he's a gentleman and he's not he's not trying to take anything that isn't yeah, yeah. consensually it's given, still you know? very weird that he talks to his sister and brother yes. about this stuff uh, i guess Agreed. i don't know <laughs> My relationship with my siblings was not like this. And I don't no. ever want to know no. any of that. No. Nope, nope, nope. Uh-uh. Um, so Nick comes home, their dad comes home, and has a heart-to-heart with Blossom. He's still a little standoffish. You can tell that from his his you know stature as he comes in. And he basically they talk about the breakup, and he tells Blossom that she should have came to him first if she had a problem with Elaine, and that... She should mind her damn business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that he's going to date. And Blossom isn't going to love everyone he dates. But if Blossom has concerns about it, he doesn't want to hear about it through a third person, which I thought was a really good way of taking that. Mm -hmm. And then Nick lets her know that she wasn't the cause of the breakup, but she was definitely mentioned. (laughs) Yeah, that was so good. (laughs) Um, And they sit down to have this. uh, They ended up, you know, sort of reconciling. And they they sit on on the couch to watch Dick Van Dyke. And Nick lets her know that the potato thing bugged the hell out of her, him too. Yeah. Which is a cute way to end that. It's nice to see like him not, he tends to get emotional and he approaches this from a very, I don't want to say emotionless, but he does it in a much more practical way. So he validates yes. her feelings and saying, I know what you feel because I feel it too. Like he fully admits that it's going to be weird. He says like, you're not going to like everyone I date. I'm not going to like everyone I date. So he validates what she's feeling while still doing the parenting thing and being like, you, I am going to do what I'm going to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the parent. Yeah. 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 Any other final thoughts about this last scene? All good. Do we move on to the outfit of the week? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
So let's let's go with Jen because you picked me last time, so you get to go first. I had two. Okay. <laughs> and I still don't know which one my favorite is, but I think we're gonna say Blossom's final outfit. I just took Mallory's. <laughs> okay. I'm so I'm gonna let mine. you have that one because I have another okay. one. Please so my other mine. one. Don't take mine. I it probably won't be. So it is what Elaine wore in the dream. Nope. nope. That is a wonderful outfit. And and it, this is just me being a costume kid. I do, it's not wacky, but it is legitimately like the most gorgeous lounge wear. It's like silk lounge pajamas. And there's like, it's a sleeveless robe. I know the actual word, but I can't think of it. And I feel shame as a costume person. Caftan? It's not a caftan because it opens in the front. I've been looking up this term. I can't find it. I hate myself. Anyway. <laughs> I'm learning new words though. Caftans don't open in the front. No, caftan is like, a, it's like a moo-moo-ish. Oh, is it like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, caftan's its own thing. Like a long poncho. Sort of, a yeah. A poncho? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like an open, in, it's basically like a silk robe, but it doesn't have sleeves on it. So you can see the sleeves of the pajamas underneath. Anyways, this is too much information <laughs> for people that don't like costumes. But it was just like gorgeous and absolutely perfect for that evil stepmother mm. with like the 90s permed hair. Oh my God. Not hilarious in 90s, just like beautiful. Yeah. Mallory, do you want to explain yours? Yeah. So as Jen mentioned, it's Blossom's final look. <laughs> so she's got this like color blocked flannel button up shirt that I almost feel like has come from a pajama set because it's it's got that like piping mm-hmm. around like the collar and the sleeves that I've only ever seen on pajamas. <laughs> and then she has denim shorts over black leggings. And I think there are black uh, leg warmers as well scrunched um, on her calves and like denim suspenders. And then on the denim suspenders is the return of the big ass flower brooch <laughs> that Jen hated from the first, from the pilot. But you know what? Love it here. She wore it the yeah. right way now. When it's not choking her at her like neck yeah. and just on the, on the suspenders, it looks really looks cute. dope as hell with this outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite outfit of the week was actually Blossom's kitchenware PJs, which were wonderful. Yes! And because of how important the kitchen was to this episode, I thought it was a nice way to tie everything in together. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I want, I, I sort of want PJs like that now. And I will scour the internet for it. Yes. I, I coveted <laughs> them. They were so heckin' cute. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. So what's and- the lesson of the week? Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Sorry. I was just going to, with the final outfit as well, I think what's relevant and made me feel old, I don't know about you guys, is um that's the first outfit where I'm like, not only could I wear that now, but like the kids would think I was cool. So I'm officially <laughs> that age yeah. where fashion has come full circle. Yeah. Yeah. As we get like further in and like the girls get older and stuff, especially I think you'll, you'll see some outfits that you're like, we'd wear that yeah. today. Yeah. Yep. I've, yeah. I've gone through two of these already in my lifetime things coming back it's really <laughs> odd i don't understand it and it's it's very confusing anyway what's the lesson of the week my friends so i i have written down mind your own business which is the same as last yeah. week but i think more than that it's like what nick says in the last scene which is if you have a problem come to me like if you have a problem with me come to me don't, don't be talking to other people about it like address your issues head on don't yeah. Don't don't sit in them and spiral. I had trouble articulating this one because I had a few different thoughts. One of them was along the lines of like, your parents are people, too, and they're allowed to have lives. 
And I had another thought of like, you need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like she didn't give Elaine a chance, Mm -hmm. you know, she just jumped to the conclusion that she was trying to replace whoever, whether it was her mom or herself. So I don't know. I had a lot of thoughts. I can't come up with one lesson. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. At least for me, I don't think the lesson is to mind your own damn business. At least in this, I know um, Agnes says that, but I feel like if communication was way more open amongst all these people, this wouldn't have happened. So mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. being, being open with her dad, being open with Elaine, but her feelings mm-hmm. would have been, or at least being open with her dad before being open with Elaine. She was a little too open <laughs> with Elaine. I, think, like, I also think part of it is like, she doesn't really know why she doesn't like Lorraine. Like, you know, like she, she talks about how she, oh, she's too nice. Oh, she puts the thing back in the wrong. But I, I don't know that she herself, Blossom has like figured out that she feels explicitly like her mom is being replaced. Yeah. She just knows that this is not like how it's supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is weird. This is a new person. So it's hard for her to like express that to someone else without fully understanding herself. Yeah. Her talking to Joey about it was really quite a key scene. Like that was yeah. really where we see them open up to each other. And mm-hmm. we haven't really seen that in the series before. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's also kind of the like scene where she figures out like this has to do with mom. It has nothing to do with the yeah. It has to do with mom. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, yeah. out of let's see, what am I going to say this week? Out of five Rhea Perlman fairy dresses, <laughs> what do you give this, oh, Jen? Yes. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say five. I'm going to say four point five because Joey just icked me out mm. to the point where I couldn't enjoy some of the episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I gave it a four out of five. For Rhea Perlman, <laughs> that great, great guest star. And yeah, that scene with Blossom and Joey yeah, yeah. that, you know, where they discuss their mom leaving. Yeah. I think we learned a lot more about the family as like a collective in this episode, whereas in the old ones, it was like they talked about stuff, but it was all like very surface level. Like, oh, we're going to yeah. be funny. This is the first one where there were more serious scenes, I felt like. Yeah. I will definitely give it a 4.5 as well. The Joey mm-hmm. Icky scenes were. A little too icky for me. Yeah, it was a bit much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys for coming and talking about Blossom with me this week. Uh, next week, we're going to be checking out season one, episode four. Who's in charge here? Question mark. And the, the IMDb, because I got to give that summary. The IMDb summary is Home Alone, Blossom's imagination runs wild. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. <laughs> so, How descriptive. <laughs> so thank you guys for coming. I look forward to talking to you about Blossom next week because I'm hosting again. Ha ha! We'll see you guys then. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. And until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.